You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, smart down, and it's called for another foul. And we are back with another episode of From the Raptors. Sam and I are here recording on Thursday, October 28th. Uh, After another tough loss for the Celtics, Sam was at the game once again. And I'm still sticking with my narrative. You're a curse this year, Sam. So far. This year, I might be. Traditionally, (laughs) I am not. I have been at some very fun games. Um, You know, I saw them beat Charlotte pretty bad last year. Been to playoff games. I don't think I've seen them lose a play. Oh, that's not true. No, I've seen them lose a playoff game. I've never been to a playoff game, so at least you've gotten the chance to go. But it's a good time. Very, Very tough. Good time. Very tough. Last time we recorded, it was after the Rockets game, I believe. If I'm yes, not it was mistaken. Monday. It was Monday. So afternoon. Bef- yeah, I mean, great end to the Charlotte game. They pulled it out. Obviously, it was a little rough around the edges throughout the game. But then the the Wizards game was just tough night overall, and they they lost. I, I mean. What do you make of that one, the Wizards game? Let's talk about it. Well, it's kind of funny. I felt like it was similar to the Charlotte game where they didn't particularly see. I felt like they played really great on offense on Monday, and I, I was complaining to all you guys because I yeah. was like, "This is the best offensive game I've seen them play, and they're going to lose," which mm-hmm. was looking like it was going to be the case for most of the game because they couldn't yeah. get a stop. They buckled down, got stops when it mattered. Um, yesterday. They played pretty poorly for three quarters of the game. The third quarter was pretty solid. Mm -hmm. Half the fourth. I mean, they did all right in the fourth quarter, too, but they didn't execute as well as they could have. I mean, it was a winnable game. They were within three. um, Even got a miss on the defensive possession when they were down three, but they didn't close the possession with a rebound. Um. Washington gets it back, scores, and that's yeah. really it. But they they did show – so one thing you can say about this team besides the opening night game is they've shown fight in every single game they've been in, which is mm-hmm. a positive. And I will say this about yesterday's game. At least, at least there was something to be excited about during that game compared to opening night. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just – the typical, you know, Celtics let it slip away at the end. The same narrative we heard all of last season. Um, and Coach is not happy. Ime Yudoka is not happy with the way the team has been. He's been, you know, putting out some very interesting comments, obviously, uh, talking about how, you know, I told them they weren't going to win the game, starting at shoot-around. The energy was off. Uh, he was saying... Something happened know, at that shoot-around before we get into anything else. Because yeah. Now, I was not really active last night on Twitter as I work an early shift and I was at this game like a clown. And the reason I did not wake up yesterday thinking I was going to the game. I lost power. This is going to sound so spoiled, but it was not expensive to go to the game. I, I woke up yesterday with, at work, found I lost power. And I'm thinking to myself, I want to watch this game. I'm going to have to go somewhere to watch this game regardless. So I'm still, I mean, it's going to be a process of getting home, paying for food. I said, it doesn't cost anything to go. I'm going to go. So I went and took a friend. But it was fun. Yeah. It, was, it, yep. was, it was no opening night disaster for sure i mean it was worth going to i wasn't upset you know i thought they should have won going into it i think washington's not a good team they stand by it they're deeper than i thought they were i will say that i didn't realize westbrook trade helped them some of the players they had on that team i didn't know they had i i knew they had harrell and he killed them i did not know they had aaron holiday who played pretty well picked him up in the draft you know, some of those guys played well for them. I mean, Harrell killed him. Harrell was a beast. I mean, that's what he does. And not not that he should be doing that. Like, obviously, that was too no, much. he really shouldn't be. But, that, but that's the type of game he has. He is that energy guy. And it, last night just so happened to be one of the games where he did it to, you know, his, his fullest It's, it's always one of those games for somebody playing the Celtics. Yes. And it's, yes. I, I know I, I put it out the other day about Jalen Green because – a friend of mine had bet the over on his points the game after the Celtics. He only scored 10. Yeah. And I was like, this is getting ridiculous. And I looked and it was nine points, nine points, 30 points, 10 points tweeted out. 
I bet you can guess which one was against Celtics. Because that's just what happens. Yeah. I told you uh, he had been struggling going into Celtics. it. And, yeah. No, I, I didn't doubt you. I knew that. But I thought he might have figured it out after that. It turns out he did not. Guys play against Celtics, and they just come to play. And it's it's really annoying. Harrell got going early. They love this switch everything defense. And I, it's not working, I'm against man. it. It's, it's not, not working. working. I will say this. Um you know, things aren't Rome's not built in a day, day. You do need to work on it. it. Yes. It's not something you're going to come out and instantly be good at. But I just don't think it makes a lot of sense as it is. Um, But Harold got going early. He got matches against Tatum. I didn't say mismatches because, I mean, Tatum's Harold's not bigger than Tatum, really. But Tatum doesn't He's typically stronger have to guard. Though. He's not He's taller strong. than him. He's definitely yes. stronger. Yes. He doesn't typically have to guard the post. So. You know, he gets a couple easy ones, gets out in transition. He's got 13 points by the end of the first quarter or very close after it. Yeah, he, he was feasting, man. Yeah. He, he was he's doing confident. what he does. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse for it. And wrapping it back around to, to the point Yudoka was making, uh, apparently there was something going on at the pregame shoot around or uh, a while before the game. And Yudoka, after the loss, said, I told them you're going to get your ass kicked tonight if you come out with that same focus. Um, it's hard to explain this early in the season. And then I told them they're going to get their asses kicked, et cetera, et cetera. Horford said something about it, about being committed to winning. I know Schroeder said something about it. Yep. I don't know what's going on. Um, Yudoka commented on Jalen Brown as well, which is not something we've seen. See, he that, said, that he looked out of it from the tip. In despite yeah. it being out of character, it makes me think Brown was screwing around. You think so? I just think it doesn't make a lot of sense for him to, you know, go at him like that publicly, yeah. even though Brown did say, like, he wants to be held accountable, players be held accountable, whatever. But it doesn't make sense to me for him to rip him like that five games in without there being a reason. And with them having issues at shoot around yesterday, to me, that that's the hypothesis is that he was screwing around or something, even though, like I said, does not seem like something Jalen Brown would do. No, but. he he was he called it mind-boggling. I'm trying to find the full quote. Mind-boggling uh, right that now. He he just doesn't have it sometimes. And to Jalen Brown's credit, not that he should really get a pass. He didn't play well yesterday at all. But he scored in the fourth quarter when they needed scores yeah. to an extent. He 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 turned it up a little bit and figured it out, which is a good thing to see like he didn't get overly discouraged he found his shot a little bit yeah Yudoka said the way you see him come out tonight is kind of mind-boggling just got to find the juice from the start talked about how he can you know drop 30 in some games and come out like this it's the inconsistency that you see from a lot of Celtics and Tatum wasn't on last night either he he looked off he got it all right eventually but no, no yeah, he, he, yeah he was 10 of 19 with 21 points at one point he, I know it was one, doing pretty well I know at one point though during the game there was a stat you know, going around on Twitter, that was like Jason and Jalen are three of like 11 from the field or three of 15. And it was like, whoa, like, wow. And it was, it was shout out to Schroeder. He kept the minute that game, him and Horvath. Yeah, Schroeder really rules. Good. If that I'm was, the Celtics, you know, if this continues, I don't know, 20 games in, I, meaning Schroeder's play, not your play as yeah. a team. Um, I'm looking to see what it's going to take to keep him around. Yeah, because he yeah. rules. He plays hard. He I mean, look, just look at that game yesterday. They had nobody playing offense for him in the first half. And Schroeder keeps a minute. Third quarter comes around. They're kind of hanging around on and off. Can't particularly get some stops. He comes out, steals the ball a couple times, is making hustle plays, scoring. Mm-hmm. He made five or six threes yesterday off couple the top of my head. Ones. Couple yeah, big it, ones. He is playing fantastic ball for the Celtics. He, and we'll get into this later with the starting lineup, but I think he deserves to move in there. And I agree. I, mean, I know he said he's comfortable with whatever, but I think he, aside from last night, has played better in the starting lineup. Maybe mm-hmm. that's because he feels more confident after having a couple yeah. nice games under his belt. But he really looked great yesterday. He looked great in the two wins. He is making the difference out there. And he deserves before we get into that, before I do, I want to do, do want to talk about that, but just to continue the last topic before we move on, um, I tweeted out something today. I tweeted the Celtics can play poorly, 
and that can just be it. Every time they play, it doesn't mean Ime sucks or they have to trade smart or the Jays need to be split up or the team is awful. Maybe they just had a bad game and need times to figure things out, which I think is true. It's been five games. And then someone replied, uh, shout out Ryan, um, Jack, how many maybes uh, this season until we hit the alarm? And I said, give them 10 games. If they're still looking rough, then we can talk. And I stand by that. You give them 10 games, new coach, completely new system on both ends of the floor, new pieces that are getting regular minutes. Josh Richardson, by the way, looked terrible yesterday. He was useless. He, he didn't do anything. Um, Schroeder looked he was great. all right Horford on defense to me. He watching. just looked like he was, it was a lot of standing around. Like, and Yudoka on talked about that too. Defense? On both ends. The both whole Celtics team was standing around on defense though. That's something Yudoka talked about as well. Um, Horford, they couldn't guard though, the pick and roll. They exactly. couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can hear my dog moving around. No, Sit down. Think. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to leave that in because it's funny. But um, I, what you're talking about, the starting lineup. Um, We've talked a lot about, oh, maybe they play one big man. Maybe they play, you know just Horford or just Rob, I don't think that's the change they make. I think they take out Smart. Because at this point in the season, like, you can love him. He's looked absolutely horrendous. And I yeah. love Smart. We're, we're, we're big defenders Smart, of Smart. Smart's my he's favorite player, bad. and I don't think he's looked good. And he's it, looked it's, bad, it's bad. getting to the point where I kind of agree to he needs to get moved to the bench, but then I, I am not sure. I just don't know how that affects him. I, I don't think he's going to be an issue about it. That's not what I'm saying. I don't think he's going to give anybody yeah. a hard time about it. I think he's bought into trying to do whatever it takes, which we've seen. Say what you want about his offense. It's been very bad. But he's yeah. making plays defensively to where which you know he's, you not, he's not mailing it in. And you can tell that. He's putting yeah. an effort forward. He's just cold right now offensively. And that's how he's always been, hot or cold. And it's not really... Uh, something that we should be making excuses for. It's just, you know what you got. So I don't know why it's an overreaction. He could get hot these next five games and shoot 60% from three. Yes, I I will say, though, and it's a little bit too early, I guess, to look at stats. It's only been five games, but he's playing a career high in minutes right now. He's at 37 minutes a game, and obviously that's inflated because a couple overtime games, it happens, whatever. Um, He's taking not as many shots, though. He's taking 9.4 shots a game, which is which is good. Which is right? what we going into the season. We we've talked about this many times. We all knew, OK, his role is going to be different this year. He's supposed to be the starting point guard. He yes. clearly has bought into that to some degree mm-hmm. because he's cut his shots down. The issue and, is that it's down. He's at 9.4. The past two years were 10.6, 11.4. The issue is of those 9.4, 6.8. They're not not going in. No, 6.8 of them are threes. Okay. That's ridiculous. That's the most, like the highest percentage of his shots that have been three point shots ever in his entire career. And he's shooting 23.5% from deep. And from the field, He's shooting 25.5%, which are both. He's not shooting lows. I'm not defending it. Terrible. Here's what I'll say about the threes. That's just the way the game is now. What what shots opposed to threes should he is he going to be taking? I know he should. No, I agree with you. Be you know scoring inside because he typically has been very good at that throughout his career, especially like shooting out of the post, shooting around the free throw line. Usually is money, but in this offense, from what I've seen, his opportunities are just coming on catch and shoots, which is all right. And some it, of the, the catch problem and shoots, is. Though, He's pulled the trigger a little too early. I'll say that he has. before he continues. I, I agree. There have been times where you're like, all right. But it just happens to be something he's going to do. He's going to take early shots. That's just what he's always done. You're not seeing it as often now, which is a positive. You're seeing yeah. a higher percentage of threes, yes. I One thing that I think is a knock that should be said is he hasn't really been getting inside often. Yeah. And that's what Schroeder does really well. Schroeder's exactly. been doing that very, very well, um, which maybe is hurting Marcus's chance to do so. But it's not you're not going to say Schroeder, stop doing what you're doing because it's good uh, to let Marcus do it. Outside think, of that first game, I'll say this as well before we continue. Outside of the first game, he played really well against New York, I will say. Uh, 5'11 from three. Since then, he shot three of 23 from three. So it's been it's been he's bad, a streaky bad. shooter, but I but, do think yeah, Schroeder yeah. has so significantly outplayed him 
he got to give him a little bit more time. But if it continues like this, you need to give Schroeder starting point guard because he's playing incredible basketball. He really is. He's for sure better than Kemba was last year, to say the least. I'm not sure he was better than Kemba ever was because he was an all-star starter. He also plays a different style than Kemba. He plays more defense than Kemba. I think he's going to be a really important piece to this team's success going forward. Whether I, I think if they have success with this roster, he's going to be a big part of it, is what I should say. Because yeah. they're through five games, I still stand by it. They should have been able to win their first eight. They're two and three. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they were in opening night, lost bad against Toronto, which really, and you have those games, but they should have came out with better energy as opening night at the Garden. You need to come out and play. They lose yesterday in a game where they played pretty poor for three quarters, kept it interesting, in the end didn't defend down the stretch. They they did just about everything they could offensively. They just couldn't get stops, which brings you back to the Charlotte game. But to get back to the original point here about the starting lineup, I personally feel like if you leave smart in the starting lineup, it allows you more flexibility in terms of giving Pritchard minutes, who I think, and he hasn't been fantastic, but I still think he deserves minutes. I don't think he's hurting you out there. And I still have a lot of trust in him, especially shooting-wise, which is something the team needs. Shooting has not been great from the eye test. You might come up with a stat that says otherwise, but I just doesn't feel like it has been. It's bottom half of the league right now. Okay. 35% from deep, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wait. Oh, that's three point. I, I I was like, why are they second in the league? They're second in the league in three points attempted. Yeah, in of course. Three point they are. percentage, they're twelve. So I guess they're still top half. They're all right, but they great. could be better. It's thirty five percent, which I suppose is average, but it's not nearly as good as you want it to be. And I think it's nice having both Schroeder and Smart in the backcourt because they play good defense. Mm-hmm. And I also think Brown plays good defense. Tatum mm-hmm. plays okay defense. And whoever the center is a good defender. So that's a good defensive lineup. In, the, the, in theory, but their defense yeah. so far has been horrendous. But that's not, I don't think that's the player's fault. I, yeah, it's and I'm not. Because- I'm not saying crucify Ime Udoka. I just think, I understand the logic behind switch everything. I do, mm-hmm. I get it. Because in this league, it's a, it's a very screen-heavy league. It's a very shooter-heavy league. So it leaves you at a very tough, uh, with a tough decision every time you're met with a screen. You either have to go over and risk getting burnt off the dribble and playing two-on-one with the pick and roll, or you're going under the screen and giving them a free, you know, three-point attempt, which you don't want to do. Yeah. So I understand the switch everything. I just don't think it's worked. I think they need to tweak it to where you're maybe not switching every single thing because... They're getting killed on the glass. Yep. Because getting killed on the glass. you're switching everything. Your big man is ending up on the perimeter. And you're leaving a guard in the paint to try and box out these big guys. Yeah. It's and not they're working. not they're not rotating quick enough for the switch everything to work. Like there were there were clips last game and Yudoka talked about it. There's this clip. I, I think it was Danny of Dia or maybe Kuzma who he was like doing a little post move in the paint on, I don't remember if it was Horford or whatever. He got by Horford and then Josh Richardson or someone guarding, you know, was that the, the other man? Yeah. The other man near yeah, the paint they were late didn't, on that. didn't rotate over. And he's just, is a lot of standing around checking your man, but you got to be moving. You got to be aware. If you're switching everything, someone's going to get lost. Eventually someone's going to get blown by. You have to be ready to rotate. And, and the best example of that was, Late in the shot clock, Marcus Smart rotates over to double team and they can't get the pass off and they force a shot clock violation. You remember that play? Yes. Like that yes. that's the type of defense they need to be they playing. They swung an extra to Kuzma and then it was exactly. Too late. Exactly. But right now the Celtics are giving up the second most points per game, which you'll be happy who the worst team in the league in that regard is because they've looked awful as well. The Lakers. Stink. The Lakers. Lakers have yep. been really bad. They lost to the Thunder last night, which the, was the Lakers mm. look worse than the Celtics do. And I mean, I personally just don't think they looked that the Celtics looked that bad. I think their results, they they should be five and zero. Oh they they I, need to I stick by it. Yeah, they need they need to tighten up a little bit. But 
I'll continue with these defensive stats. There, there's the more Celtics, encouraging stuff there from the Celtics. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, the Celtics are bottom 10 in the league in opponent field goal percentage. They are fourth worst in the league in opponent three-point percentage at 38.1%. They are the worst team in the NBA when it comes to giving up free throws. They give up almost 26 free throws a night, which is horrendous. Like, compared to, like, some of the top teams, like, 16, 14, 16, 17, 17, like, you can't be giving up 26 a night. They're giving up the fourth most rebounds a night. They, they give up almost 51 rebounds per game, which is wolf. Um assists let me see where they are in that they are actually not too bad their opponents don't get a ton of assists which maybe that's a little bit worse because that means they're killing you in iso um it's just ugly their defense maybe it is just getting used to this new system but sometimes it just looks like they're not that's it's definitely part of it but i think the system sucks but i i also understand (laughs) the system like i mean I, i explained it in theory it makes sense the problem is you're mismatched every time up the floor you're not making them earn it and it allows the other team to have more time. If you're making them set up a pick and roll every every play, that's taking up time on the shot clock. And yeah, I mean, they weren't playing switch everything at the end of the game, and they were still getting burnt. So it it's been it tough. It's been tough, and I don't know. I'm obviously no. I mean, I try to be an NBA expert, but I'm no genius, so I'm not going to sit here and say what you're talking about. You know, you know more than I do about uh, going around the. <laughs> league even though i will say this i have been doing very well betting on the nba in terms of (laughs) making my decisions i the only game i lost just was the celtics my point is i'm not going to sit here and say udoka needs to do this this and this he needs to be fired he's terrible you know what i'm saying i'm not going to sit here and tell udoka what he needs to do as coach because he's more of a you know uh genius on that end of the things than i am and it's going to be different for Tatum and Brown and Smart playing for someone other than Brad Stevens because they've spent their entire career playing for a different coach. Yes. So they have to get used to new style. And I'm hoping that that's the biggest issue we see and it's going to iron itself out because they looked rough against the Wizards. They they just looked – the best word for me to describe it is they just looked a step slow. Like they were always just a little bit slow. They were always no, just I, not I there. They're always like, oh, we're one pass away from an open shot. We're, we're one cut away. We're just not doing that next thing. And I think that fixes itself in time. But right now, it just looks like they're they're a bad team. And I think Marcus Smart's not going to shoot like this for the rest of the season. And if he does, you have bigger Great. problems. If, if he does, and which is, I mean, if he does, it's it's not a good thing. And you have to look at some options because you can't have the guy you just paid 20 mil shooting 25% from the field. That's not okay. Um, Jalen Brown's not going to shoot like that every night. Jason Tatum's not going to, you know, get off to these slow starts. And, and that's a big thing, too, we can talk about. Even Hidoka said it. You can't start like that. You just can't start games, like, going down by 10 in the first quarter because that's how you get killed. And that was an issue last year, too. Yep. The, the, here's So Tatum and Brown usually work decently well together because typically Brown is the guy that comes out hot. Yeah. And Tatum is the one that picks up in the third and fourth quarter. And Brown kind of gives him, um, I wouldn't say a safety valve, but he makes he keeps the defense honest mm-hmm. going down the stretch, and he can still play. That's when they're at their best, and both of them need to. They're, I mean, they both are responsible for the team's success. The two main scorers on this team, yep. And that from Brown has never um, exclusively been expected of him to be the second guy. There was always somebody else that could do it. And there still is. Schroeder. I think Horford has his nights where he could played score. played great right. last night. He played great last night. He was all right. He had a cold stretch. His defense he, was, was... His defense was has been great. And his, he figured out his offense. But early yeah. on, he was struggling a bit. Yeah. He, he was and he wasn't. But he was big in, down the stretch for sure. Horford rules. And anybody that said he was washed is wrong. Because he looks really <laughs> great. Yeah. Um. What else do we have? I, I I had something I was going to talk about, not changing the subject to continue with this. Um, I mean, Marcus Smart, you people can say he's not a shooter he's not or a he shooter. can't shoot. That's the wrong thing is that he's not a shooter. He's not a, particularly a shooter that he can't shoot all you want. Yeah. One, he's an NBA player, which is not important 
to say because everyone in the league is. Every NBA player can shoot is what you're saying, and I agree with you. But you watch these guys in warm-ups. He, he will shoot around not miss, not hit the rim. I mean, he, he has business shooting threes. He's not someone that you should be saying, why is he shooting? What you should be saying is, why is he shooting at this point in the possession? Exactly. Which you need problem. him to shoot. You need him to shoot. You need him to shoot at the right time, though. Like even Horford yesterday. Horford was chucking up bricks from three. And then there was a possession where the Wizards left him wide open and he's had to take it and he made it. Yeah. You you need smart to take threes. And honestly, now that I'm looking at the box score, that's why they lost the game. Not because of smart, because no one was hitting threes. And that's been the biggest, like, if you look at the way the Celtics have played this season, they take a lot, a lot, a lot of three-pointers, which I'm fine with, right? Because you have the players that can make those three-pointers, right? Tatum's a good three-point shooter. Smart's a good mm, – mm, let me stop. Uh, Brown's a good three-point shooter. Smart's smart a capable three-point shooter. Exactly. Capable is the correct word. Um, Schroeder is a capable three-point shooter most of the time. Horford's capable. Um, Grant Williams been on fire. He missed as the only one last night, but that's fine. Jabari Parker looks great from deep. So you Jabari have Parker the players. deserves praise. He, one, has made improvements to his game. He's a better shooter now. Two, every time he's on the floor, he's playing with energy. So good for Jabari. They made a, a surge in the second quarter last night, got themselves kind of back into it after falling off at the end of the first. He was a big part of that. So Jabari deserves all the praise. Glad to see he's working hard. He had some very nice things to say about the Celtics. He feels like he belongs here. So good for Jabari. Very happy to have him on the team. And, uh, you know, I hope he's successful. He, he's earning his minutes for sure. Yeah. What I was saying, though, they're taking 43.43s a night, which is second in the league behind only the Knicks. If yep. you're going to be taking that many shots, you need to have shooters that can make the shots. And they do. They Last do. night, Brown went one for four. Smart went one for five. Tatum went one for eight. Horford went two for four. And Schroeder went four for six. And those were the only guys who shot well uh, that took more than one. So if you have your you know top three minutes per game guys shooting a combined, what, three of 17 from deep, you're not going to win the basketball game. Right? They, they lost. No, you're right. They lost by nine, right? Like one sixteen. They lost by nine, but they really lost by three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the game was over after they, well, they lost by five. Yeah, it, it wasn't was a large amount after they failed to get a stop. Exactly, it was a single digit game where if you make a couple more of those threes, you're probably in it. So I, I'll attribute that as one of the reasons as well. Um, obviously, like we've said, the defense was a problem. They can't be giving up easy second chance points. Um, I'm going to dig up that stat because I feel like they're really bad in that category as well. No, they but, most certainly are. Yeah. It goes back to switch everything and guys, guards being switched low. It just doesn't work for closing possessions. It might work for making sure the other team doesn't get the best looks, which might be true because I'm pretty sure. Sh- what did you say? Opposing field goal? Well, no, no. They're bottom 10 in the league in opposing field goal percentage, right? Uh, What do you mean? Like how well their opponents shoot? Like their opponents shoot in the top 10 best their opponents shoot yeah yeah they're 21st in the league they shoot 45.8 percent their opponents also by the way just a crazy stat that i'm seeing miami heat opponents so far in four games and this is not because i'm i, I cover the team they shoot 39.2 percent that i mean that's just ridiculous that's good defense a little bit. that's that, that's not even that's the defense. way miami that's plays stupid defense uh anyways yeah um yeah celtics opponents shoot around in 46%. fairness to the celtics there are times where some ridiculous shots have been made. That didn't when Jalen Green had a very ridiculous game. Kelly Oubre, even though he missed his next five, started five for five in that game from three. Dinwiddie Din made a couple shots yesterday, and he's not known for being a three-point shooter. That that one with Horford on him near the end was a killer. That that was, it was good, defense. good defense. It was great defense. Rob Williams played hurt. good defense on one that he made mm-hmm. over him too. Sometimes you play good defense and they make the shots. It's just how it happens. But the problem is when you get them to miss, you need to finish the possession off and not give them second chances, which ultimately cost them a game yesterday. Kuzma tips the ball out. Harrell gets a bucket. Wizards up five. With I do have that minutes. stat for you as well. Uh, opponents get 13.6 second chance points per game against the Celtics, which is 22nd in the league. Is- 22nd in terms of the Celtics. Like, like number one is less than that. Yeah, number one is okay. the best. The Miami okay. Heat only give up 6.3. Okay. Yes, okay. It's a problem. Uh, Celtics also give up 15 fast break points a game, which is 23rd in the league. 
also not very good. So it's just, I will say this about and I don't think Udoka is the problem because. And this isn't necessarily something that gets completely attributed to him. The players made adjustments as well. But OK, the Celtics lose two games right away, right? The biggest Achilles heel that we were all harping on was turnovers. Mm -hmm. Since then, I haven't noticed turnovers being a big issue. Mm, last night, last night they didn't turn it over very much. Charlotte, they didn't turn it over very much. I know that. In Houston, they did not. Let me take a look. How do I see box scores here? I think they had less than 12 last night. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Let me take a look. Uh, let's take a look at the Knicks box. So you want to know since the first two games what their turnovers have looked like? Is that yeah? I know. Asking? I know for a fact in those first two games they turned it over a lot. Yep. Okay. So against the, the next two, Rockets, they did not. Rockets, they had eleven. Uh, Charlotte, they had twelve. Five. Last night, Washington, they had thirteen. So uh, around the same, which isn't terrible. Not, exactly. Not and the pro I think once it gets over like fifteen, I think less than twenty is the goal. Yeah, yeah, it's a problem. I agree with you. Um, also, this is another issue. I, we can we can briefly talk about it because it's a little puzzling to me. Um, actually, it's not puzzling. I know why. Celtics are 27th in points in the paint per game, like given up. They give up 51.6 points in the paint per game, uh, which is bottom four in the league. And you want to know why, in my opinion? It's because their two elite defensive big men are always on the perimeter at all times. No, like, absolutely. Why? Like, like last night. Al Horford, 16 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, one and one steal block. Robert Williams, 13 points, 11 rebounds, uh, one assist, one steal, four blocks. Robert Williams is leading the NBA in blocks per game right now, and the Celtics are bottom five in league in points given up in the paint. That should not happen. That is awful. How, like, I don't understand how you can continue to play. And I understand, like you said at the very start of the show, it takes time. And maybe this is the way to do it. Because the team, you know, has the pieces to do it. But right now, you got to learn earlier. Because like you said, Montres Harrell gets cooking. Absolute cooking. He's not taking threes. All of those points are in the paint. Yeah. So if you have two elite defensive guys, maybe you just play switch everything, but immediately rotate onto Montres Harrell. Because if Harrell's there backing down to Tatum, on Schroeder, Smart. And Smart's a great post defender. I mean... He's just a big, strong, you know, post guy. You got to have one of the big men on him. And and that's why you're seeing, you know, 52 points a game given up in the paint, which is just not OK. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. These, you know, two bigs for the Celtics, Horford and Williams, have been really great defensively, to be honest with you. And I think one of the reasons why that's so true is because they can defend the perimeter to some degree. You know, they don't get absolutely blown by, cooked on the perimeter. Another thing that could be an issue, which is the same, stems from the same thing, is these offensive rebounds are easy putbacks in the paint. If you have the right guy on you, you know? Yeah. Like Mitchell Robinson, I mean, I'll go back to that for the whole season. That was awful. That was terrible, the first game versus the Knicks. Yeah. And then even like a smaller guy like Montres Harrell, he, he kills you as well. I, I want to see... Hmm. I wonder if I can find this. I, I want to look at matchups and I want to see how much time Robert Williams and Al Horford have actually spent on big men versus, you know, the guards on the perimeter. Because you can look at matchup time and I feel like that's going to be really telling. Is there a specific game you think we should look at in that regard? Um. Well, they got killed on the offensive glass against Toronto. All right. Let's look at Toronto. Uh, team on defense, advanced filters. Can I look at opposing team? Uh, shoot. Uh, I don't think I can look at specific games. Uh, we can look at losses and I can look at defensive player run it. Uh, let's see here. It's loading. I want to see Rob. Okay. Rob, Rob spent most of the time on Harold and Plumley. Um, Marcus smart spent most of the time on Beal. That's good. I'm trying to see how much time Rob and other those all those guys have spent guarding smaller guys because I feel like that's where most of the points have given up. Sorry, this is taking me a second, but um, I feel like this is an important stat. Uh, <laughs> the most points, yeah, right here. Ready? Um, the most points given up in a specific matchup. I'll let you guess it because it's it's 
it's my boy uh, in game one of the season. It was that was an ugly matchup, but he tried his oh, best. Oh, uh, Grant Grant versus Randall. Yeah. Past that, Lamelo Ball put up eleven points in one minute of matchup time versus Robert Against, Williams. Yeah, Rob. So how are you going to look at that? And they were all threes. Every point he put up was threes and then a pair of free throws. He shot seven threes against Rob because Rob was switched on him and he cooked him. Absolutely cooked him. And you can't have that. Uh, Evan Forney in 56 seconds of matchup time put up eight points. Three of five from the field, two of three from three against Robert Williams. Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, put up seven points in a minute of matchup time with Al Horford. You know what I'm saying? Like these things, how are you going to let this happen? Um, Montrezl Harrell cooked Al Horford in matchup time, but I guess there's some, there's gotta be some subjectiveness to it because oh, that, that's a little roll. weird. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. They, they got killed in the pick and roll late in the game, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is defensively because you've put all your eggs in this basket. It's five games in, but so far you've put your eggs in the basket of switch everything. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine they practice that a lot. Not that these NBA players don't know how to play regular straight-up defense, but they're probably not working on it as much. Yep, I, I agree. With I'm not. I'm not really panicking yet at all. I'm disappointed. I, I mean, I, I, I've said it. I'm like a broken record. I think they should have started eight zero, and I stand by it. Like I don't think that was a bad take, but they haven't, and I'm disappointed. But I'm not discouraged. I think we've seen a lot of positives as well. And I'm I'm usually one to be kind of aggravated, knee jerk reactions. Yeah, but I don't know. I just think a, a lot of pieces on this team look really great. I think Horford looks great. I think Robert Williams has continued to look great from last season. I really think a lot of guys besides the main three have looked great. Smart hasn't looked very good. Jalen Brown has been inconsistent, and Tatum has been inconsistent on the side of good you want to hear a fun stat that'll make you happy i want you to tell me who the top two leaders in nba blocks per game are right now horford and uh, williams and that's i mean it's they both had monster block games that's easy rob's putting up 3.2 horford's putting up three and they haven't even had monster block games i mean i know al had five i know uh, al had a five uh so did rob rob had five against the knicks did he? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, he's had, but he's had, it's not even like that's an outlier, really. He had five, three, one, three, four. So, like, the one's the outlier in that scenario. He's getting a ridiculous, and he's averaging uh, over a steal a game, too. And I, I'm pretty sure Horford had that five game, but other than that, he's he's been pretty consistent as well. Um, so let me pull yeah, up they, these. that's yeah, what I'm saying. Five, they three, both, everybody besides the core, Looks really great. And Tatum, he had a really rough first game. He's been, I mean, he was all right against Toronto. He was all right yesterday. I don't think he was particularly horrible. Toronto was a different game because there was emotions involved and he was bitching at the refs and stuff. But I didn't think he looked bad yesterday. I thought one thing I will say about the two of them is they don't particularly grasp quick enough that sometimes you need to change your approach so for example you said tatum was one of eight from three yesterday yeah he did a very good job of getting inside Mm -hmm. he missed some bunnies might have gotten fouled he hasn't been getting a lot of calls that's what it is i mean whatever you can't really do anything about that brown and this one i feel like is on udoka they kept force-feeding Brown for a stretch there when he was not scoring well. Mm-hmm. He was cold. Short, and this is I believe this was in the third quarter. They had cut it down, and then it blew back up. So this is when it blew back up. Schroeder was playing well. He had been a big part in that cutting down of the lead. Brown comes back in for Tatum, and then they start force-feeding Brown which is the right idea on a regular day when they're playing normally because the idea is you have at least one of those guys in the game at all times. That way your offense has a focal point. However, Brown was not someone that should have been the focal point yesterday until 
he picked it up in the fourth quarter and then he kind of deserved it. But he still really should have been deferring to Schroeder, which isn't his fault. But that's just what the game plan was. Yeah. That neither of them are shooting very well. Uh, I mean, Brown's shooting fine, but that's mainly because he had a monster game to start the year. Uh, and I guess you could say Tatum's numbers are down because he had a terrible game to start the year. But uh, it's that inconsistency that's the problem for me, right? They're taking Tatum's taking yeah. 10 threes a game. Brown's taking eight threes a game, which, again, and I'll reiterate this again. I think this is a team that can take a ton, a ton, a ton of threes a game if they're good threes. Right. You can't have smart taking these 14 second in the shot clock, you know, heaves, which uh, he's took a couple of against the Wizards and the the Hornets. Um, Tatum can't be taking these, you know, try to get in a rhythm threes three times a game and only making one of them like that's immediately. Well, you missed, you know, there's these say, little things that I have an issue with. Say what you want about Marcus Smart's. Threes, right? Like we talked about it already. He takes these threes at untimely times, I guess, you know, early in the possession. (laughs) Tatum does the same thing. Yes. And he did it a couple times yesterday and it killed whatever run they were on. They would cut it. Yeah, I I think they got it to six a couple times when they were trying to claw back in. Which I commend the team for, like they didn't really give up at all yesterday, like. Even when they were playing bad, it didn't seem like they weren't trying or whatever. But Tatum took a couple of those threes, and it killed all the momentum because it was early. He would come up, dribble, step to his side, and miss. And that's Mm -hmm. a quick possession, easy stop for the other team. And if they're not playing a lot of defense, they have the energy to get out and run. Yeah, Tatum took – let me see. He took – Three shots, only one three uh, in the shot clock range, 22 to 18 seconds. Uh, in 18 to 15 seconds, Tatum took uh, two threes. He made yeah, one, that, but still. That 18 to 15 is dangerous. The, mm-hmm. Anything before even fi- that is possibly a fast break. Even seven to 15 seconds, which I guess you could say is uh, it's around maybe when he should be shooting. He went 0 for 5 from three in that range. Uh, on the contrary, he went four of four from, or sorry, he went five of nine from two point range. So that's the shot for Tatum, but he's just, not, he, he had a cold game from three either way, but I, I want to see, <clears throat> excuse me, how many as a team that was just against the wizards, by the way, I want to see the whole season, how many shots the Celtics are taking in the like 24 to 22 and 22 to 18 range. Cause I feel like that'll be telling what, what, what right. do you think this, about that? It, after this, I'm lot. giving you the hook on the stats. <laughs> all right all right the bullpen um how many do i think they're threes. taking in the 22 to 18 you said yeah we can do threes or normal shots but yeah yeah threes i feel like they probably take the highest volume of threes in that 15 to 18 okay let me let me take a look they've taken oof, in the 22 to 18 range of the shot clock which like you said it probably could be some fast breaks they've taken eight uh, plus three is 11, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 23 is in that range all season, which is a lot. And they are shooting not very good on them. They're shooting T- Jalen Brown's one for four. Tatum's 0 for four. Schroeder's one for three. Pritchard's two for three, which are fast breaks. But um, <clears throat> yeah, not ideal. That 15 to seven range, you say, is the most. We'll, we'll look at 18 to 15 first. They're taking a lot of threes. I said, in that I range, said 18 to 15 them. was the highest. Yeah, they are taking a lot of threes. Tatum's seven for 14 in that time span. Schroeder's three of seven. Brown's two for six. Marcus Smart's 0 for six. Um, but they they shoot pretty well in those. And that probably is just the end of a fast break or, you know, trying to get there before the defense gets settled. And then that 15 to 18 range. And like you said, I'll, I'll chill out with the stats after this. Um, they're taking a ton of threes in that range. Tatum's taking 23 threes, but he's shooting 26%. So I, I don't know what the deal is. It's It's very weird. And these stats aren't, you know, Excuse me, they don't tell the whole story, but I just think it's interesting they need to work to get better shots. And I'm I I disagree with the analytics a lot because okay, yes, I I believe in effective field goal percentage, but I disagree that you shouldn't take mid-range shots. Because by taking mid-range shots, mm-hmm. it makes you less predictable. An example I I 
I had this like epitome or epitome epiphany during the <laughs> game when yeah. Jabari Parker catches the ball in the corner. He takes one. He drives hard left, takes one dribble. Kuzma, not saying he's an elite defender. Kuzma is so probably programmed that if someone's not, they're driving you off the three, they're going to you know go all the way. So he is committed to defending him to the baseline, cutting him off from the basket. Jamari Parker gets a wide open look from mid range. You need to use this shot. To, it's it's like throwing like off speed pitches in baseball. You can't throw a fastball or uh you know a changeup every time or, or a curveball mm-hmm. every time. You need to throw a slider. Mm-hmm. You need to keep the. I mean, you can't be predictable, and the whole league's predictable now. Celtics take second most threes per game in the eighteen to fifteen range, which is early in the shot clock. It's they early. Take- I'm telling you, these early shot clock threes kill you. They take over 10 a game from that range. They, make they shoot easy, well, but... Yeah. When they're not falling, they make it easy for the other team to put together a run because they don't have to work on a defensive possession. They're not expending energy on the defensive end. They're not. If they're making it, great, but it also kills runs. Yeah. Like, they, like it happened yesterday. All right, we can move on from that. Um, there was something else I thought was interesting. I feel like the Celtics are having a tough time generating open shots some of the time, uh, if that makes sense. I feel like maybe that's not the way, best way to describe it. Um, I want to look at how many shots they're taking a game that are contested. Because I feel like once their offense does divulge into this, you know, panic mode, it's just, it, it's a mess. And that's the biggest part of it. And when they have done a good job passing, like you look at the... um. God, the Rockets game. Those last three quarters of the Rocket game, the offense was flowing, right? They were passing well, the whole great. Game, Schroeder looked, looked great. I agree as well. Except just, for like early in that yeah. fourth quarter when they stalled, but they won. But they that was, and I was flipping out. I keep saying it. I was flipping out because they were playing their best offensive game of the year and they couldn't get a stop to back it up. Yeah, and no, Fury. I agree with you. Um, it's just, it's tough to win when you're you're playing like that. And, um, the defense, in my opinion, has definitely been the biggest issue. But uh, I have a stat that'll infuriate you. <laughs> you um, wide open threes. Well, you know, any any six, stat. <laughs> six six plus threes. Uh, you know, six plus feet wide open threes. Celtics are shooting thirty five percent. That's not good. You need to no. And a lot of that is the reason they're not winning. Mm-hmm. Like we we already talked about this, Jack. Right. Those three guys, Tatum, Brown, Smart, have not been great. They were, what, three of 17 yesterday from three? I'm sure they're not yep. chucking contested ones every time. Especially and I'm, I'm completely wrong, by the way. The Celtics generate the second most wide-open threes of any team in the NBA. And they're actually yeah, shooting. I think their seconds. offenses looked good. But, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm losing. For the most part, I think it's looked pretty good. When they, were, they stopped turning the ball over, it looks pretty normal. It looks different than last year. It's enjoyable to watch. I just think they I go mean, through ruts is what I was trying to say. Like they go through these ruts where like they do? Schroeder, Schroeder, I, I forget which game it was. There was one he was bad where, she, where he just took the ball and dribbled for like 15 seconds. And that was their yeah, ball. That, that was, was weird. That was but, yesterday. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't get it. I, I mean, obviously that was a one-off thing, but it was just like, I don't know what's happening here. The offense looked, it looked rough, but they have, their offense has looked good. I just, the ruts stand out to me. Uh, and, the ball and movement's been pretty good. Yeah, okay. that that issue from last year has been solved. Great. Okay, I think the turnover issue from the first two games has been solved for the most part. Great. So now the next thing they need to do is figure out they how to play switch everything and, switch and get stops. In. That's why yeah. they lost yesterday. They couldn't get any stops. They they did a tremendous job of fighting back, getting themselves Beal, back into the game. Beal, Beal didn't terrible, play too. well. He was terrible. And they still just. Got I hope they cooked. play with a chip on their shoulders Saturday. I hope so too, man. They should. They really and should. I think this team has balls, which is good. So I think yeah. they will. They he may better done a kick pretty good ass. job at responding to adversity. I really like Ime's coaching style, and I think this team needs a kick in the ass. Yeah, I think he's fine. I, I don't think he's necessarily – the defense is the only problem I have with him. And yeah. I, even then, I'm not – I mean, you can't quit on something if you believe in it that quickly. Mm-hmm. So you, you give it a while. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, I guess you could argue it worked on Beal based on the box score, but he was getting some good looks too. He was just he got good cold. looks. He was just off. He was cold, and that happens. Especially, especially early. 
He was yeah. Awesome. Dude, did that. I, well, the end of the half. That's what, that I was what I'm talking say. about. That was that hilarious, was though. That was funny. But early on, he was getting really good looks from, like, the free throw line, and he wasn't making them. Yeah. What's up with Tatum at the free throw line, too, by the way? He made some of them, but he's looked. Missed, he missed two. Yeah, he's he missed been wonky both there. in the fourth quarter yesterday. What's, what's he's going to figure that out. There, That's man. a problem. Because yeah, he wants to complain okay. about not getting whistles. How about you take care Dude. of it when you get your whistles? What was he, the, okay? He said Why something he in the com- press conference, didn't he? He said something about not getting calls. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. He was he was saying, I feel like I'm getting contact. That you know when Tatum got the tech yesterday though. I don't know what he did. That's what I'm saying. What was he complaining about? There was no contact there. There there was no foul on him there. I don't. I remember it. I, <laughs> there was nothing. There was something like. Oh, what it was, and I said this to my boy, he put the moves on Kuzma, yes. created a wide-open layup for himself, and he missed, which mm-hmm. is, it wasn't an easy shot. He reversed, and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. like it was and not Rob, easy. Rob, put it Rob cleaned it right up. I genuinely think he was upset because he might have thought he got fouled. Even if he did, it doesn't matter. Like, if I'm concerned with the team, and... I'll get into this in a second. I want no call there in the situation because Rob put it right yeah. in, scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was upset like he had a highlight ruined. I'm, I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. Like, I really think. I think he looked right at the ref, though. Maybe he did. Sure I don't he know. He's got to stop that regardless. He's just got to not. Okay. Like, he can't. So we want to, let's talk about the refs for one second. There was a play. They blew a couple. They blew a couple. They were not good, I don't think. The Horford call was bad. But that's what I'm talking about. I like the way they called the whole game until they blew those last two at the end, like the out of bounds and the Horford block. But the rest of the game, I thought they called fine. The one that killed me, Schroeder missed a layup on the break and Smart cleaned it up. Or it was the vice versa. Smart missed someone something. Got pushed. I remember someone got pushed. Smart missed Tatum. something. And then someone cleaned it up like immediately and it was two points. Mm-hmm. And then they waved it off because they called the yeah, foul. Yeah, that was smart. Le- I it, that. And it was a late whistle. Yeah. Why bother? Mm-hmm. They were missing that some easy bad. ones. Like, remember when Tatum got just shoved in the air by Kuzma and they called nothing? That was another bad one. Um, I, I like the way the game's getting called. Yeah, Tatum went up for a layup. I think it was a fast-breaking. Kuzma kind of pushed him in the back. He ended up falling down. I, I think they... Yeah, and then Rob missed the rebound on the other end, and the Celtics got no points, and the Wizards got back out in transition. I don't know if you remember that, but the refs I thought were okay uh, outside of those missed calls. The refs um, aren't to blame for that loss. I mean, I all right, sure. That. Was the game close? Yes. Did they blow two calls? Yes. The game shouldn't have been close. It wouldn't have been close if they played well for the game. Exactly. For, I, Washington is not better than the Celtics. Toronto is not better than the Celtics. I will say. I contend the Knicks aren't. People disagree. I don't think they're better than the Celtics. It's, it's closer. It, it's, a, it, it's at least a debate for some people. And I'd they're still, playing really I well. Just think, credit. I think people are really pushing the agenda that the Knicks are good because they want it for some reason. Charlotte Charlotte was a really good win. And Charlotte is good. good. That was a good win. That was a good win for them. Charlotte's like really deep. I think. Charlotte's I think. Fire. I mean, it's not a hot take anymore or a take at all, but, I mean, they look really good. And they're deeper than I thought, so they're probably better than I thought. Also, not in any takes. Shout out to Mar DeRozan, too. This is the Bulls. DeMar looks good. The Bulls look really, really good this season, too. Yeah, you, you told me you wouldn't pay him anything, which I, I didn't wrong. disagree with. I, I was incorrect, I but okay. Um, and it's because he's shooting like thirty something percent, like thirty eight percent. I also think the Bulls are frauds, so. and I think I think the Bulls are frauds. I think the Knicks are frauds. <laughs> I, I, Chicago, you you can laugh. They haven't played anybody. They beat Detroit twice. They beat Toronto, and one more team. It might have been New Orleans. They, the last team was um, not, or Indiana. They beat know. the. Pistons, Pelicans, Pistons, Raptors. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they beat four teams that aren't good. They've got Knicks, Jazz, Celtics, Sixers, Sixers, Nets in their next Yeah, see, this is is where we're going to see if they're for real. Maybe they'll prove me wrong, and it's fine if they do. Wow, they have, wow. After that, they have Mavs, Warriors, Clippers, Lakers. So they've got a very hard. No, like, we're going to see. We're going to see if they're for real or not. 
starting mm-hmm. tonight against the Knicks. I don't know if I'll watch. I don't want to bet that game. I don't think that's it's. I think just because I think both teams are frauds, I don't know who to bet. Yeah, they've looked fine, but uh, we, we shall see. Um, that's all I've got for today. I'm hoping the Celtics turn around. They play not tomorrow, but the day they after play against, Washington again Saturday. Again. Then they've got fraudulent Chicago, Chicago on Monday. <laughs> and I don't really know who's next after that one. Uh, uh, well, let's see. It. Let's see. I'll, I'll try and go through it. Right. Let's see. They should have beaten New York, Toronto. They did beat the next two teams, Charlotte, Houston, or Houston, Charlotte should have beat Washington. Did not. They should beat Washington Saturday. I think the Bulls are frauds, but it's more acceptable if they lose because of how hot they are. But I think they should win Monday. It'll be a good so one. we're missing the last team. Who is it? Who uh, Orlando. Is it? Orlando. They should. They should absolutely beat Orlando. <laughs> yep. And then they got the Heat. The then Mavs, they start Raptors, playing good Bucks. teams. Heat, Mavs, Raptors, Bucks, Cavs, Cavs. So uh, we shall see from there. But that, that's all I got for today. Like I was saying, uh, is there anything else you wanted to bring up before we wrap up? No, I. I just. Last thought is don't panic just yet. There's a lot of things they're doing well. There's just the the defense is silly. And it it doesn't mean it's always going to suck. I mean, they could, it could click one day. It could be fine. It did. The concept makes sense. As I said, I mean, I get why you would want to do that. Want to explain it one more time? You want me? You want me to? Yes. No, you, you say it one more time. Yeah. I mean, the people, the reason why they do it is because, you're left between a rock and a hard place most times on screens. Yep. You either this is the basic way. There's you know you can hedge or whatever. <laughs> like, there are other things you can do, but there are other things the you know pick or the roll man could do. Um, you either go under the screen and give up a wide open three, which is dangerous, or you go over the screen, take Easy a very play. large risk of taking yourself out of the play and causing your big man to play two on one. When instead you can just switch and neither of those things happen, but then you get left with some mismatches, which is what's happening. They need to like limit. Well, it doesn't make sense if they limit it and say like, okay, you know what they need to do. Uh, I think, and obviously I'm not a coach, so I don't know if this would work. Why don't they just switch even more off the ball? Right. Say, say they run a pick and roll. Like let's go back to the next game. Say Mitchell Robinson sets D Rosa screen, right. And you got the starters in, we'll say they're running smart, you know, Brown, Tatum, Horford, Rob, just for the sake of my argument. They switch and Rob's on D Rose, and then you have Smart on Mr. Robinson in the paint. Why don't they just switch Tatum onto Robinson or the power forward Rob slash the other one, the other big man onto Robinson, who would probably be in the corner or on the wing? Switch one of the people onto the corner, the taller guy, and put Smart. They might on. not they might not have enough time to recover to prevent an open look from three. Well, Maybe if they do have time, because it's it's not it doesn't even look like they're trying to do that, is my issue. I, I, I don't I think know. That would help a lot. I can't particularly visualize what you're talking about right now. I am very tired, but like I'll I'll explain it better because I explained it poorly. So they switch onto the screen. The big man's on the guard up. Big top, man top the is on the guard. And then obviously the big. who's in the post or like about to try to get in the post. Why don't they, before that happens, switch one of the guys guarding in the corner onto the big man and then guard who's on the big man goes to the corner. Off ball switch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that makes sense. I feel like that. Obviously, like you said, if there's no time, they could just get it to the guy in the paint for an easy look. But that's happening anyways. I hate to break it to you. That's happening anyways. Um, but yeah, again, not a coach. Uh, that's just my idea for fixing defense. But um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening uh, to us mm-hmm. talk about. Uh, honestly, we talked about the same game for about an hour, which is. Which I is mean, good. there's lots of. I mean, it's uh, what there's lots of breakdown. It, yeah. It, and I was there. I feel like. Usually when I'm at games, I don't notice things, but I feel like I noticed a lot of things yesterday. Because I, like, I, I feel like there's a lot to pick out this year because there's a new system and a lot of new moving pieces, which is fun. I enjoy it. But uh, Celtics played the Wizards again on Saturday, correct? I believe. No. Yes. Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Yes. Today's Thursday. Saturday. Saturday at, like at 5 p.m., which is yeah. very weird. I don't like. I might be on Pre-game the Pre-game will be at 4.30. I will be broadcasting from my friend's house as we bet college <laughs> football all day. And I – well, when I say we, he bets and I, you know – Follow his best. Tag along. You yeah. tag along. Uh, fair enough. I might be on the move, so I might be doing it in a car or uh, I'll be in New York. But um, Celtics play then. Thank you guys so much for listening. You guys can follow yes. me on Twitter at Jack Simone NBA. Uh, follow us at Bannertown USA on Twitter. Uh, and yeah, per usual, Sam, go ahead. 
Yes. Uh, thank you very much for listening or watching on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like, share, subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, follow the podcast and leave a review. If you're, I don't know if you can do it on Spotify, but I know Apple is. A, you can do that. You can follow it on Spotify and you can leave us a rating and a review on Apple. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. And then uh, follow Jack at Jack's One NBA. Follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. Uh, remember not to panic just yet. There's a lot of positives going on, especially with the individual play. So once the uh, system comes into place and they're more comfortable and the star players start playing better, I think they'll be okay. But uh, yeah, that's that's my take. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's our show for today. Bye.